Well, good morning. And I uh, hope you can you hear me? Does it sound okay? If not, I'll just shout a little bit louder. And if my voice drops, somebody give me the thumbs down and I'll lift it up again, okay? And uh, it's really good. We had a reading this morning and um, we had a reading in Genesis, but we're actually going to continue in the book of Hebrews. So if you have your Bible and if you've got a pew Bible, um, on page 853 is Hebrews chapter 11. I'm going to have a little look at that this morning. Before we do, let's just pray. Oh, Father, we just thank you again for the freedom we have to gather here in your name. Thank you for the hymns that we've sung in your presence and pray that they will be truly worshipped to you as we come before you as those who are your people. And our Father, we just pray that through our time, through your word, through the songs, that we will be encouraged, maybe challenged, and if we don't know you as Saviour, that we might be led to you through the things that we do here in your presence today and that we will come by way of the cross. We ask these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, so uh, that passage that we read, if you look at Hebrews chapter 11, uh, 11 and you'll see that the passage in Genesis and um, 4 verse 1 to 12 is a passage that is actually speaking about faith the same passage in Hebrews that we've been looking at so this morning um, the reading that we've had is very relevant to what we're going to see <coughs> Hebrews 11 verse 1 to 2 has shown us what faith is and we know that it is a saving faith Faith in God that gives us the confidence, the assurance that we can have in God. Verse 3 that we looked at helps us to understand more about faith as it takes us back to the book of beginnings. And from there, the writer, what he does is he takes us through God's written word as we, as it were, walk alongside those people who are mentioned in Hebrews 11. So we go on a journey from Genesis. Hebrews 4, 11, uh, 11 verse 4. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offering. And by faith, Abel still speaks even through his blood. See the reference of faith there? By faith, by faith, by faith. The first part of that verse 4. By faith. Abel brought to God a better offering than Cain did. By faith he was commended as righteous and when God spoke well of his offering. You see, faith brings salvation. But it doesn't bring salvation itself it also is an important and integral part of our worship and we see that in that verse that we've just looked at in hebrews chapter 4 of verse 11 and by faith when abel worshiped god his worship was accepted and get this bit and it was accepted by god as a demonstration of Abel's righteousness. 
Now, you've got to get hold of that. He approached God. And by the way, he approached God by faith. That faith was recognised by God as being part of the righteousness that he had given Abel by faith. Yeah, that. Now, when sin came into the world, we know that it was through Adam. And we know that when that happened, that special relationship that Adam had with God was broken. Well, here's the point. It was broken. Adam was cast out of the garden. But God was still approachable. See, God didn't just shove him out and forget about him. God was still approachable. So, from the days of Adam, when he was excluded from the garden, he wasn't excluded from the presence of God, but it was a different relationship. It wasn't the same. It was changed because of sin. So what we have here, divided by sin, approachable by God, uh, by faith, divided between man and God, but God was still approachable. How? By faith. 1 Colossians 15, verse 21 and 22. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man, for as in Adam all die, so in Christ all are made alive. That will be qualified. That doesn't mean every single person. Because that separation needs to be fixed. In Christ, all will be made alive. That's in Christ. Get that? In Christ, all will be made alive. And made righteous. To be able to be in the presence of God. So here we have... Cain and Abel, they approach the Lord <coughs> by faith. Well, we need to think about that. And what faith they had? The faith was in the promise of a deli deliverer. These are Old Testament, Old Testament times. But what do we have in the passage? Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. That's what Cain did. Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. Okay. What was the result of that? The result was that the Lord looked with favour on Abel and his offering. But on Cain and his offering, he didn't look with favour. There's our question. What caused the different reactions from God? Accepted one, rejected the other. The different reactions to the offering, well, it wasn't necessarily because one was an animal sacrifice and the other was the fruits of the ground. Very often we focus in on that, we dwell on that, but we've missed the point. We missed the real point here of what is happening. 
So on what basis do I say that, that we have to stop and think about it? Well, later, as you go through the Bible, God will give the law to Moses. And then Aaron will be the priest. Then there will be the tabernacle. Then there will be the sacrifices, the approach to God. Okay. Deuteronomy 26, verse 1 and 2. And also, if you go to the book of Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 2, read the whole chapter. You can read all about this. But it's just a few verses. Take some of the fruits. This is part of the law of God, of the approach of God. Take some of the fruits of all that you produce from the soil of the land that the Lord your God is giving you and put them in a basket. Now, this is an offering, okay? Both burnt offerings and grain offerings would be an appropriate way to approach the Lord. This is a bit deeper than really if we just hone in on the first thing. There is an important there between the two sacrifices, but I want us to bring out the subject of faith. I don't want us just to jump in on that right away and stay with it and come away and think, oh yeah, we understand that. No, 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 there's more to that here. It's a bigger problem. What was the difference? Maybe it was the two brothers. Uh, one's, 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 a, one's a shepherd and one's a farmer. You might think, well, <coughs> maybe Abel was a shepherd, you know. Well, before you think like that, if you go through Scripture, most of the shepherds were bad shepherds. And also the shepherds, those who looked after the sheep, were the lowest in society. So I don't think it was because of their their social position, or their job, or their intellect. Don't think it's about that. See, Adam and his descendants were given a commission. The commission was in Genesis, and just read verse 28 of Genesis 1. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds in the sky, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. They were told to preserve and look after God's creation. And that meant being shepherds, being farmers, and doing all the different jobs that we have to do. And work is not a bad thing. <laughs> you might not like it, uh, and sometimes we don't. But it's a God-given thing. And they were both doing that. See, God is no respecter of persons. Romans 2, verse 11. And this is when Paul spoke about God's righteous judgment you know the, the problem there was Jew and Gentile different nationalities oh the gospel is only for the Jewish people no it's not it's for everybody God is no respecter of persons this is what Paul said in Romans for God doesn't show favoritism it's a good job isn't it how many of you were favourites in the class I wasn't how many of you were favourites in I wasn't People show favoritism all the time. God doesn't show favoritism. Acts 10, 34. Listen to this. This is Peter, the Apostle Peter's words. And this is as he speaks in the house of Cornelius because Peter has just realized this. He's beginning to realize. He's thinking, I'm a Jew. Jesus died for the Jewish people and the Gentiles will. But Peter's learning that he's wrong. God is no respecter of persons. He has that vision on the roof. And this is what Peter said. Then Peter began to speak 
I now realize how true it is that God doesn't show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. Get that. Where was the difference? Well, the difference was in the hearts of those two brothers. That's where the real difference was. It was in the hearts of those two brothers. And this is what we need to focus in on. That's what the writer to the Hebrews focuses in on. One brother pleased the Lord and the other brother displeased the Lord. And as we go through Hebrews 11, you know, I, I, I keep going back to what I think is the, the central verse in this chapter. And it's verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe he exists and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Now, don't get carried away with you get rewarded because the reward you get is a specific reward. Okay? When you seek him. Back to the two brothers. These are... Adam and Eve's sons, way back at the beginning. No, something. They both believed in God. They both believed in God. Adam was the first man. Eve was the first woman. They were the... We don't know if they were first sons. Well, maybe they were, but they were sons of Adam and Eve. They knew and believed that God existed. But the difference between them was that Abel was wholeheartedly seeking the Lord. How? By faith. Get that. Not by who he was, what he could do, what he could bring. He was earnestly seeking the Lord by faith. And he was commended as righteousness when God spoke well of both him and his offering. Cain, on the other hand, well, we know from the text, and we know from the reaction of God, he was half-heartedly seeking the Lord. We're not told that he brought the best of the harvest, but that he brought some of the fruit. The difference there, isn't there? He didn't bring the best of the harvest. He just brought some of the fruit. Yeah, that, that'll do. And apparently, with no real desire, and this is the bit I want you to get hold of, to bring an offering that was worthy of the Lord. Yeah. An offering that is worthy of the Lord. You know, <laughs> birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, we bring a present. We bring a gift. How do we think about that gift that we bring? Well, we think about the person or the people and the worthiness of their gift. Oh, that'll do. What about the worthiness of God? That's what's not being recognised here. One brother sees the worthiness of God 
and his gift demonstrates that. The other, he doesn't see the worthiness of God. God sees the heart. God rejected Cain. He rejected Cain's offering. But you know what? He gave Cain a chance to make it right. Because God's rebuke was with restoration in view. And that's God. That is the nature of God. And we see that right the way through Scripture. We see it in our lives. God is a forgiving God. And God gives Cain the option to deal with the sin that was preventing him from acknowledging God. That's the problem here. That's the problem today. People will not acknowledge God. It's the sinful nature. It's that feeling that I'm right. And I'll do it the way I want to do it. And many people who say they believe in God will, will come into God's presence. But not recognize the one whose presence they are in. Cain had the opportunity to worship him with a true heart or face the consequences of refusing. Genesis 7, passage that Matthew read way back at the beginning, God said to Cain, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. It desires to have you. But you must rule over it. You can't rule over it in the way that you can deal with it and it's dealt with. You rule over it by not submitting to it. And by not submitting to it, you then follow the right path to be right with God by way of the cross. The result of refusing God's offer was that he killed his brother Abel. Genesis 4 verse 8. Listen to the brevity of this. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. That's all we're told. We don't have any further details of what happened on that day. You don't know what happened in the field. But we know that Abel died. And he died for his faith. Maybe his brother challenged him. And Abel stood firm. I believe that's probably what happened. But we don't need to speculate. We just need to know that this is what it led to. We don't need all the details. Abel died for his faith in the Lord. 
as many more would do as the years passed through Scripture. When we come out of Scripture, we go through the history of God's church and those who gave their lives, those who were tied to the stake and burned because they would not let go of their faith. And you know something? It's still happening today. I don't need to tell you that. People today still die for their faith because others want to take it away from them. And what leads them to do that? It's the sinful nature. It's the anger. Why are people so angry at Jesus? You know, he died for us. People hate him. And it's sin. And God knew what happened. Verse 10 of Genesis, chapter 4. God spoke to Cain. The Lord said, What have you done? What have you done? You know, there's this, I'm, I think there's great sorrow in that. Oh, no, what have you done? It's heartbreaking. Just this little verse. We don't need any more than that. The Lord said, what have you done? And then he goes on, listen. Your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Cries out to me. God was with Abel. The faithful one who died at the hand of his brother because he had faith. You know, they're prophetic words. What have we read in, in Hebrews 11, second part of verse 4? And by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he is dead. That's why we're here this morning. That's why we're talking about it. Because God is speaking to us through the death of this faithful servant. Many people probably said, why did he have to die so young? Well, that's why. Many people who die Their blood speaks out to us. Prophetic words from the writer of the Hebrews. Okay, prophetic words spoken by Jesus. Luke, Luke chapter 11. You know, Hebrews 11, Luke 11. Remember that, can't you? Jesus was invited to a meal in the house of a Pharisee. And the Pharisee did not recognize the worthiness of who Jesus was. And he treated him unworthily. And Jesus challenged the hypocritical lives of the lawgivers, of the religious leaders of the day. The way they were living, they were claiming to worship God. They were supposed to be leading the people to worship God. 
These leaders met in the temple, they participated in the worship. Some of them probably would be offering the sacrifices and be involved in all that, but they were doing it without acknowledging the worthiness of God. That's why Jesus challenged them. That's why he tipped over the tables in the temple. You don't know the worthiness of God. If you did, you wouldn't be doing this here. Get the tables out. And Jesus challenged them with these words. Luke 11, verse 51 and 52. From the blood of Abel, there we go. Abel's death is still speaking out. And it was still speaking out then when Jesus ministered on earth. From the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who was killed between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, I tell you, this generation will be held responsible for it all. Woe to you experts in the law. Because you've taken away the key of knowledge. You yourselves have not entered and you have hindered others who were entering. They had no real faith. They just had a that'll do attitude to God. And that's how they were teaching the people. That'll do. When the Lord challenged Cain, rather than accept God's offer of forgiveness, what did he do? He became angry. He turned away from God and he killed his brother Abel. When Jesus exposed the hypocrisy of the hearts of the religious leaders, what did they do? They became angry, they turned away from God and they nailed him to a cross. They killed him. I'm just gonna finish, and maybe this little bit here will give Matthew a chance to do what he has to do for what we're gonna do at the end. We sang the hymns out of order this morning for a reason. I'm gonna read from the Apostle John, 1 John 1, verse 5 and 10. I want you to think about what John is saying here. I want you to think about it in relation to what we've learned about Cain and Abel. Think about it in relation to what we're learning in the book of Hebrews about faith. Okay. Think about who Jesus is, the light of the world. This is a dark world. And the light came into the world. The light is in the world today. And this is what the Apostle John said about it. This is John, 1 John 1 verse 5 to 10. This is the message that we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light and in, in him there is no darkness at all. Now if we claim to have fellowship with him, yeah, yet walk in darkness, we lie. We do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. <coughs> And purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim to haven't sinned, we make him out to be a liar. And his word is not in us. 
So what have you learned this morning? Both brothers believed that there was a God. They knew there was a God. They knew that God existed. But only one of them recognised and maintained the worthiness of who God is. Hebrews 11 verse 6 And without faith it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him and this is where faith in action believes that he exists yeah, two brothers did that but it goes on and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him the words of Jesus seek and you will find what will you find? earthly riches a big house a healthy body no 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 that's not what you get you get the one who died for you you get Jesus as your saviour and whatever happens in this life in the eyes of God you are right with him I'm going to ask Matthew to play this uh, video it's sung by uh, Chris Tomlin and uh, it, he didn't write it uh, written by Andrew Patterson and, no, it wasn't. It was Matthew Peterson, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to ask Matthew to close in prayer. Are you okay with that, sir? Okay. Jesus, we thank you for all that you have accomplished for us. We thank you that in despite of our unworthiness, you are worthy. Jesus, that you have done everything that we cannot do. That you have earned the salvation that we can never earn for ourselves. Lord, we pray that this morning we would humbly recognise what that means, what it is to be your people, to recognise our inability to make ourselves right with you and our total dependence upon you, Jesus, for what you have done. May we come to you this morning. May we turn from our sin. And may we put our trust in you. Amen.